We'll never get it out now. So certain are you. Always with you, what cannot be done. Do you nothing that I say? Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do, or do not. There is no try. During his time in the Star Wars universe, Master Yoda certainly had seen it all. He traveled the galaxy both during the eras of peace and then when it was at its darkest and most desperate. He was there to encourage Anakin Skywalker's rise through the ranks of a Jedi, and he also saw Anakin shed the light side of the Force and transform into the deadly Darth Vader. Years before that, Yoda lost an apprentice named Count Dooku to the dark side, and later fought Dooku and his new master Darth Sidious during the Clone Wars. He witnessed species thriving over decades, and watched planets that were once barren grow with new life. And in his more than 900 years, through a life fully lived, he gathered generations of knowledge through trials, through mistakes, and through the teachings of others, which made him one of the wisest to ever live. But his decision to share that wisdom is what really made us love Yoda. In The Empire Strikes Back, while Luke was searching the planet Dagobah for an all-powerful Jedi Master, Yoda taught him, and, and really all of us, never to limit our ideas of what is possible. Or to judge a book by its cover. Because sometimes that weird little green book will surprise you by lifting your X-Wing out of a swamp using the Force. It's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Just me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. And binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land 
the ship. And it was through the experiences that shaped Yoda that he was then able to pass on and happily share what he learned to leaders like Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mace Windu, and Shakti to help them navigate life as Jedi. And toward the very end of his life, he was able to do the same for Luke on his journey to become part of a force that redeemed Darth Vader and saved the galaxy. So what does this have to do with collecting Star Wars toys and prototypes? If you've been collecting for a few months or a few decades, you have compiled lessons learned from your own journey, like what stirs you to be a collector and what has become most important to you in the hobby. You may have experienced moments of amazing finds or ones that taught you about the historical importance for the Star Wars lines. You've most likely had some negative experiences too, and have learned from those really tough, hard lessons through mistakes and through hurt. And chances are you've prepared yourself to avoid making those mistakes again. And you've probably had moments with other collectors that went beyond the toys, impacting your life in wonderful and profound ways. And like Yoda, we as Star Wars collectors can do our part to educate others by sharing what we've learned along the way. We have the opportunity to make collecting rewarding and enjoyable to a whole new generation of Star Wars lovers. In following the footsteps of those who came before me and who graciously helped to guide my own collecting path through their sagely advice, I want to share 10 lessons that I learned over the years that may help you. Please know, this is not a definitive list by any means. Just what I found works for me, and may work for you as well. If you are a newer collector, you may find this list to be a helpful starting point. And if you've been collecting for a while, my hope is that this will serve as an opportunity to assess your approach to collecting, and possibly build upon it in a way that makes the experience even richer or more meaningful in ways only you'll know. So put on your coziest beige robe and your favorite orange or brown snake, warm up a nice pot of Dagobah stew, and get ready for 10 tips for Star Wars collectors. Number one, collect Star Wars because you love collecting Star Wars. This may not seem like a tip, but it may be the most important one of all, especially if you're just starting out in the hobby. I'll save you a lot of time and money right off the bat. If you're collecting for any other reason, your interest will not last. Sure, Star Wars toys are valuable, and you could potentially make a lot of money by hunting them down and selling them. And maybe initially, you will. But if you don't care about the toys themselves and the history and the community they carry with them, eventually, hunting for Star Wars treasures will become a burden. It will grow to become something you hate, and you'll burn out pretty quickly. I've seen it happen all the time. And if the love and excitement isn't there, you won't be collecting for very long. So do it because you love it, and don't be afraid to throw yourself into the hobby. The Star Wars community is a passionate and creative group, and the rewards of building long-lasting friendships and attending collecting events is immeasurable. Still much to learn, you have. Number two, read, research, and learn. If you're new to the Star Wars collecting world, great. And if you're a bit overwhelmed with card backs and baggies and mailers and proof cards and variants and fakes and reproductions, well, that's pretty normal. There's a lot out there. 
But whether you, this is your first week or your third decade of collecting, research is extremely important. So learn as much as you can. The best way to do it, especially when you're starting out, is to spend about 15 or 20 minutes a night reading articles online, or trawling through old forum threads on collecting sites like rebelscum.com, or just going through some of the more informative posts and pages on social media sites like Facebook. But whatever you're looking at, make sure it's providing you solid information about the Kenner or Hasbro lines, and that you're ending each night with a better understanding of what you're collecting. When I began collecting, I first read Steve Sansweet's book, Star Wars, From Concept to Collectible. And when I got back into collecting, the website, the Star Wars Collector's Archive, found online at the SWCA.com, had become a comprehensive archive for all things Star Wars. And today, there are so many resources for collectors. Facebook groups, blogs, websites, apps, podcasts, and books are all within reach. And through social media, the advice and assistance from other collectors is readily available, and most collectors are willing to help, as long as you're respectful of their time. The key is to equip yourself with as much knowledge as possible. You never know when you'll come across something at a toy show or on eBay, and having a solid grasp on the item you're looking at can save you a lot of money that would otherwise be spent on mistakes. Plus, and this is one of the key aspects of our hobby, The details in the history are what make collecting Star Wars toys unique and exciting, even decades after they disappeared from toy shelves. Patience! Number three, practice patience. What people often forget, especially beginners, is that sometimes the hunt for a special piece can often be as enjoyable, if not more so, than actually acquiring it. There are items that you may have the opportunity to buy only once in your life. And by all means, do not hesitate to do so. You don't want to regret missing out on something that means something special to you, or that you may never see again. But when it comes to almost everything Kenner and Hasbro has produced, only a small percentage of it is truly rare. So what I'm saying is, don't put pressure on yourself to own a particular piece, especially if you're not getting it for a good price, or if you're not in the position to spend for it at that moment. That blue snaggletooth or yak face you're fretting about? They're out there, and you'll find one when the time and price are right for you. That vinyl cape Jawa you think you'll never have the chance to buy again? They are certainly rarer, but they are still more available to you than you realize. What I'm basically saying is, practice patience, and buy when it's right. And don't rush into buying everything you'd like to have within the first few weeks or months of collecting. If you were sitting down for a multi-course meal at a beloved and highly rated restaurant, you wouldn't shovel all the food into your mouth within the first 20 minutes, right? You'd want to enjoy it, to savor it, and to make the most of the experience. So take your time and hunt for the items you truly want, and expect to only buy each item once. That way, you'll focus on getting each one in the best possible condition for the best value. Enjoy each piece you get. Take the time to learn as much as you can about it. And if you're comfortable, share that newfound knowledge with other collectors. You never know who you'll meet or who you'll inspire by doing so. And often, when we share our interests, other collectors associate those figures or items with us. You'd be surprised how the pieces you're looking for will find their way to you through the kindness of your fellow collectors. So by practicing patience and by adding pieces that you care about, your collection will begin to take shape in a very meaningful way. Premonitions. Telling you something they are.
Number four, be particular about what you buy. Unless you have limited funds to spend on Star Wars toys, don't buy everything and anything that comes your way. And this is really important for beginners. Buy what genuinely interests you, what excites you, and what makes you happy. If you're not collecting R2-D2s or Power the Force figures, don't spend a few hundred dollars on a loose or carded R2-D2 with a pop-up lightsaber just because many other collectors are hunting for ones for their collections. That may sound silly, but as collectors, that's what we do sometimes. We get caught up in trying to keep up with everyone else, and we wind up buying pieces we don't necessarily want or even like. Remember, in all likelihood, the funds you've allocated to spend on Star Wars toys might be limited. And if you have the choice between owning a lot of things you like or a handful of things you love, go with the latter. Beautiful this moon is, hmm? Number five, keep a record of your purchases. It's very easy to buy Star Wars toys. With apps like eBay and Facebook, you can do it almost anywhere you have a phone and a strong signal. But often, we collectors get caught up in, well, collecting, and lose track of just how much we're spending. When I began collecting in 2011, I didn't have a lot of money, so a simple spreadsheet helped me to see how much I had spent over a period of time. It also helped me to keep a record of what I paid for each item along the way. And as the months and years go on, we can easily forget how much we spent on individual toys, prototypes, and playsets. And a spreadsheet will not only organize that information for you, but you can also add in data like purchase dates and the cost of additional fees like shipping and grading. A spreadsheet is also a great place to log in figure variations and cardback specifics to keep track of what you already own and what you need for your character or cardback runs. To this day, I update my spreadsheet regularly, and it has become my database for all of the Star Wars items I own. Size is not everything, hmm? Number six, sell off the stuff you don't want in order to buy the stuff you do want. Early on, even with having a set plan of what I wanted to collect, I would still buy some Star Wars figures and playsets that were priced too low to pass up, or that were items I thought I'd like, only to realize a few weeks later that they really didn't mean that much to me. And this is normal. As we begin to collect, we tend to buy items because they're new to us, and are therefore seemingly exciting. But not everything we buy will sustain that excitement. And after a while, my collection was a mix of stuff that I loved and, well, stuff that I didn't. And the stuff that I didn't took up a lot of precious space. And having that much stuff started to make me appreciate my collection even less. I know that sounds strange, but for me, space is limited, so I can only display part of my collection at a time. And so, when I'd want to pull out a carded figure I loved or wanted to display, I had to try to find it among bags and bins of loose figures and coins and carded figures and more loose figures and, well, it was just overwhelming. Some days, the effort to get to the pieces I loved just didn't feel worth it. Or just to be able to get an idea of everything I owned seemed impossible at that point. It was just frustrating. I had been collecting for a year or two when I came to the realization that I had to do something. And during one weekend, I decided to go through everything I owned. As I looked at each piece, my one question to myself was, am I going to be happy displaying this, happy keeping this as a true part of my collection? And for a number of pieces, the answer was no. Maybe a piece had condition issues, 
and as someone who tries to find the highest quality examples I can afford, for me, I'd rather hunt for the quality I really want than settle for what was in front of me at that moment. With other pieces, maybe it was just time to get rid of them if they really didn't mean anything to me. The best example of this happened recently to a friend of mine, Mike Havens. You may know him as the guy who runs the Facebook group, The Imperial Commissary. Mike is one of the biggest Boba Fett collectors I know. In fact, wherever he goes, he tends to carry a loose Boba Fett figure with him. A few years ago, Mike started a run of the 1984-1985 Power of the Force carded figures. As many of you know, some of them are very hard to find, and can be quite expensive. Mike took this as a challenge, and was on a mission to collect all of them. He also aimed to collect full sets of the 1985 animated series figures from the Droids and Ewoks line. Completing the three series, no small feat for any collector, took a while. And for Mike, it was exciting. But once he had everything, as he tells it, he realized that these figure lines didn't really do anything for him. He realized he felt no attachment to them, especially compared to the joy he felt in collecting his favorite character, Boba Fett. So he shifted his attention to collecting all things vintage Fett, and loves his collection even more now. Seek him out. You must. Number seven. Find a mentor. Just as Luke needed Obi-Wan and Yoda to guide him in the ways of the Force, finding someone who is established in the hobby to mentor you and to help you to navigate through the collecting world is important. As I stated earlier, reading, researching, and learning on your own is a key aspect of building knowledge about the hobby you love and are pursuing. But there is also nothing like having someone alongside of you to encourage you as you grow as a collector to teach you things that they learned along the way, and to steer you clear of certain pitfalls, like overspending on items or buying fake or doctored pieces. And the best part about having a mentor is the close friendship that develops over time. So whether today is your first day of collecting Star Wars, or you've been at it for years, seek out a mentor and a friend to join you in that journey. And if you're pretty knowledgeable and have been a part of the community for a while, don't forget to reach out and become a mentor to someone. Those bonds are what make collecting worthwhile. They are the sparks that will keep this hobby going for generations as more Star Wars stories are told. When 900 years old you reach, look as good you or not. Hmm? Number eight, travel out of your state and out of your comfort zone. I never thought I'd travel to other states beyond my region for toy shows and for Star Wars toys. Originally, I saw it as a waste of money. If I wanted to buy a car to Darth Vader, why would I travel hundreds of miles and spend extra money on hotels and food when I could just save time and money by purchasing one online? And for a while, as I was collecting on my own, that made sense. But once I started to make friends with other collectors and became part of the community... Traveling to faraway shows became an adventure. The opportunity to hunt in different regions of the country, or for many throughout the world, is exciting. And I've met friends at shows in places like Ohio who have become like brothers and sisters to me. And after a while, the meetups slowly become more important than the toys. If I never went to the Columbus, Ohio toy show or to the Cincinnati toy show, I would have definitely missed out on some amazing and rare finds. But more importantly, I would have missed out on getting to know other collectors and building what I hope are lifelong friendships with each of them. Smaller in number are we, but larger in mind. <laughs> number nine, join the community. 
This was one of the biggest and best lessons I've learned within the past few years. Star Wars is a great unifier because it's something so many of us love and are passionate about. Talking Star Wars and collecting comes naturally to us and is an easy way to build friendships. If you live in the United States, chances are there's already an established collecting group near you that meets regularly and sets up charity events, hangouts at collectors' homes, or trips and Star Wars film screenings together. I'm a member of the New York-based Empire State Collectors Club, and am truly honored to be a part of that family. For a number of years, I was reluctant to join Facebook. But today, that's where a lot of the community spends time together when we're unable to be together in the same room. So joining some of the many collecting groups, like the popular Vintage 12-back group or the 20,000-plus member Imperial Commissary, is a good place to start. Be friendly and reach out and connect with other collectors. I drove from New Jersey to Florida and roomed at Celebration with my friend Al Torello, who I met randomly at a toy show a few years earlier. And Kyle Rose, my roommate for the Nashville ICCC show, was someone I ran into at the Cincinnati Toy Show in 2017. And these experiences I've had with both of them are some of the best in recent memory. These are just two examples, but they're pretty typical occurrences in our Star Wars collecting community. More to add, do you? Perhaps now. Begin negotiations, we can. Number 10. Find a way to give back. Once you've become a part of the collecting community, you'll witness the time, effort, and creativity that people generously and willingly put into it to keep it thriving. To keep it going and to keep it growing. That's the goal. So become an active part in the hobby in any way you can. Volunteer to help out your local collecting club's information table at Star Wars Celebration. Make personalized swag for shows and events. I can tell you that handing something you made that is Star Wars related to someone you don't know yet is a great way to get to know them. Plus, making something also makes the event a little more special, and your work will mean something to others who share the same excitement about the hobby you do. Sharing your knowledge of our hobby is a great way to give back. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast in the first place. And many collectors have started websites, YouTube pages, and Facebook groups or they contribute articles they've written to various collector resources. Some have even written books or made documentaries on the subject. The only way to keep Star Wars collecting meaningful and memorable for years to come is to share your enthusiasm with as many people as you can. A Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense. Never attack. But tell me why I can't... No, no, there is no why. (sighs) Nothing more will I teach you today. Clear your mind of questions. So as a quick recap, my top 10 tips for collectors are Number 1. Collect Star Wars because you love Star Wars. Number 2. Read, research, and learn. Number 3. Practice patience. Number 4. Be particular about what you buy. Number five, keep a record of your purchases. Number six, sell off the stuff you don't want in order to buy the stuff you do want. Number seven, find a mentor. Number eight, travel out of your state and out of your comfort zone. Number nine, join the community. And number ten, 
find a way to give back. So for you who are new to collecting, or are returning after a few decades away from it, I hope these tips help you in some way. Many of the tenets held dear by the Jedi are of the same importance to collectors. Taking the time to learn, practicing patience, making good and solid choices, finding a light-filled path to travel, exploring new regions of the galaxy, mentoring the younger or less knowledgeable, and passing on what you've learned in order to help others around you are crucial traits to our Star Wars heroines and heroes, and to collectors. And our hobby is expansive enough and exciting enough that we have the opportunity to find our own lanes, to follow unique paths, and to express ourselves creatively through the directions we choose. So now, it's up to you. What do you love about Star Wars? What do you collect? How are you going to collect? And how are you going to give back and keep the community thriving? I'm excited to see what those answers are for you. (laughs) I have to get back to my mentor now. I have so much more to learn, and I can't wait to do so. Master Yoda, I'm ready for my lesson now. Would you have any parting words for our Jedi collectors? The Jedi way. Yes. You must feel the force around you. So enjoy the journey we call collecting. And may the Force be with you.